Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Ron Jaworski's speech therapist's office. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing all right. I've recovered from my Cowboys loss sufficiently to come back and think about football again. <laughs> oh, that's no fair. You're preemptively blunting my attack so that now you can pound me about the Chiefs and. Uh, oh, get and, ready. Uh, Get ready. Okay. It's <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm ready already. Um, All right. So, well, it sounds like neither one of us had a very good football weekend in terms of the teams we actually root Lots for, but hopefully the audience, your, your fantasy teams, performed a little bit better than our uh, real-life rooting interests did. So why don't you get right to what we're going to be covering in tonight's show and how people can reach us. All right, we have all kinds of good stuff coming for you tonight. We're going to break down every one of the games coming up for week two, talk about who to start, who to sit, who we hate on each team, and hopefully we're going to have time for it after, uh, depending how much smack we talk to each other. But we're also going to look at three players we like and three players we hate because of their matchups this coming week at every position so that we can help you find some fantasy people to avoid and who to definitely start. Come on, we don't hate anybody on this show. Oh, I I hate some people. (laughs) Not you, though, Scott, never you. Oh, as long as I'm not one of them, we're okay. It's not you. Don't worry. Continue, please. But we do have all kinds of good stuff coming up in the next hour. We will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And you can have your voice heard and be a part of the show by contacting us through any number of ways throughout this hour. You could call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you could email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at the number 4thninchesshow, the same handle as our email address, From there, you can also find my personal Twitter account and Scott's, so you can talk to us there as well if that floats your boat. Or you can find us all week long on the FantasyFootballSherpa.com. You can read the Sherpa's musings on the Huffington Post. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Maybe send a smoke signal. I think we might have covered every possible piece of technology. I was about to say, that's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. I'm not We're sure I want everybody getting well, in touch We like to talk like football. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. And I guess we should just get the injuries and transactions over with because they are the least favorite part of the show for both of us, I'm sure. Okay. Well, it's that and kicker analysis, but take a deep yeah. breath and get, yeah. in, get on with the injuries. Surprisingly, there were not there were not that many serious injuries. Obviously, I'm only looking at the offensive side of the ball because, quite frankly, it would take forever if we did both sides, and this is the more prevalent for fantasy owners. Uh, everybody saw Bengals rookie quarterback Andy Dalton left the game Sunday. Bruce Kudkowski relieved him. He hurt his wrist, but he is expecting to play this week, so I'd feel comfortable starting him if that is your desire. I think he'll be fine. Another quarterback who was injured, St. Louis's Sam Bradford, left the game early as well. He bruised his right index finger after following through on a pass and hitting it on a defensive player's hand. Very strange turn of events. Should follow he, through. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Normally it happens on a person's helmet, not necessarily a hand. But he had an MRI. There's no ligament damage. He does have some numbness, but he is expecting to play this week. 
There are two other players from St. Louis who will not be playing this week. Running back Steven Jackson strained his quad on a touchdown run against the Eagles this week, and Denny Amendola dislocated his left elbow. He is week-to-week. Steven Jackson is highly unlikely to play Monday night. Hopefully he'll be back in two weeks, but he does suffer quad injuries a lot, and sometimes they sidelined him for longer than a week. I think Denny Amendola should just try to catch the ball with one hand, just have his arm The weirdest thing is that nobody hit him. He didn't get his elbow didn't dislocate on a hit. I saw it happen. He hit the ground. It was the way the football came into his arms and he hit the ground that dislocated his elbow. Oh. He did it all by himself. I was going to say I was I was wondering if it was one of those non-contact injuries which would made it even stranger. <laughs> it was, I that it was it didn't look that bad when it happened. It was just very okay. strange. Yeah. Um kicker news. Chargers kicker Nate Kading tore his ACL on the first play of the season. He is Nick done Novak. for the year. Woo-hoo. Nick Novak has been signed to replace him. I'm sure the Sherpas picked him up on every fantasy league already. <laughs> the Lions wide receiver Calvin Johnson missed practice today with a shoulder injury. I would sincerely doubt he'd miss any time on Sunday. He tends to play through just about everything. Broncos wide receiver Brandon Lloyd has a groin injury. He missed practice. No, Sean Marino's got a hamstring injury. He didn't practice as well. We'll see how they go as the week progresses. The Bengals signed former Packers and Dolphins tight end Donald Lee. They did have an issue with Mickey Schuler, who they claimed on waivers, not passing as physical a few weeks ago, so they're still trying to add some depth at tight end. The Cowboys released wide receiver Laurent Robinson and re-signed fullback Tony Flamenta. Cam Newton's 422 passing yards were the most ever in a rookie debut, and it also tied Matt Stafford for most passing yards by a rookie quarterback in NFL history in one game. So obviously, can I interject something real quick? Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton was obviously really impressive, but I was looking down that list of quarterbacks who threw for 400 yards in their rookie season. There weren't a lot of them, but the one name that stuck out me at stuck out at me is not belonging on that list, I think, was Kelly Stauffer. Wow. Wow, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> yes, I, the, the, my point exactly. Yeah. Of course, he uh, wasn't he, the number one pick in the draft, but anyway, carry on. True. Um, just, Ken Newton clearly uh, exceeded a lot of expectations this week, except potentially his own. Certainly mine. Yeah, mine too. In uh, other record-breaking news, Ted Ginn Jr. was the first player to have a kickoff and punt return touchdown in the same game on opening weekend. Uh, in the same minute, too. It was like 58 seconds apart. Yeah, it was um, It was a Ted Ginn experience for a while. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about and him later. but We will. Um, one exciting piece of injury news was that Eagles wide receiver Steve Smith, formerly of Scott's Giants, who he was in mourning about losing, was actually active on Sunday despite coming off microfracture surgery and still should medically be a week away or a month away from being cleared to play. But he's out there playing football, so more power. I don't really to him. understand that. They don't need him. They've got Jason Avant and they've got. Riley Cooper, why rush him back? I I don't understand that. I don't I don't I think he just healed fast. I don't think they necessarily rushed him. I think he just was ahead of schedule. He must be a fast healer. Um, I was surprised, but that, good but... for him. Uh, Arian Foster did not play Sunday due to his hamstring injury. Derek Ward started. Ben Tate rotated in. 
Uh, we'll see what happens this week. <laughs> we should know in the next few days whether or not he's going to play. Hopefully he will, but we'll see. At the risk uh, of stating the obvious, Tate was a little bit more impressive than Ward. I think so, too, and I think he probably should have started. But they did say they were going to go with the hot hand. So if Foster doesn't play this week, maybe Ben Tate does get the start. Uh, the Cowboys Probably won't be Steve Slayton. Probably not. Uh, signed tight end Jason Winton to a five-year, $37 million contract extension, putting him under contract until 2017 now with the team. There was a rumor going around that Randy Moss visited New Orleans this week, but he did not, contrary to reports, uh, according to team officials. So no Randy Moss, Drew Brees connection on the horizon. Maybe he just wanted to check out the French Quarter since he has so much time on his hands. He does. He's a retired player now, (laughs) allegedly. Adrian Peterson signed a seven-year, $96 million deal with the Vikings this week. Saints wide receiver Marquise Colston broke his collarbone Thursday night. He will be sidelined for at least four weeks, probably more than that. Another player sidelined for an extended period of time is Peyton Manning, who had a second neck surgery. He is out indefinitely. Obviously, the Kerry Collins experience has not gone swimmingly so far. I'm sure we will talk about that in just a little bit. Peyton And Dolphin, Kerry Collins, (laughs) the Colts. (laughs) Oh, never mind. You're my, my attempt at humor failed miserably. Go ahead. Oh. I'm sorry. I was too worried about the Dolphins re-signing running back Larry Johnson. They wanted to add some depth, especially since Daniel Thomas did not play this week due to injury. Uh, I think we're done. Tell him to we're stay done off with Twitter. <laughs> we'll try. We'll see, we'll see okay. if we can put a word in. Right. Um, but if he's but off guess- Twitter, he won't see it. Well, well, maybe we'll send a carrier pigeon to his house. That sounds good. (laughs) All right, I guess we should just move uh, right along to talking about games. That sounds like fun. Why don't we do that? So first up this week, we've got Oakland at Buffalo, and this is going to be an interesting game. Both teams obviously got off to a, a decent start. Buffalo a little bit more impressive than Oakland, although we don't want to talk about that. But I, I think Oakland is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a close game, a good game. But I'll go with Oakland 24, Buffalo 21, and hopefully Jason Campbell has more than 100 yards passing or whatever he had last week, last um, night, yeah, Monday I, night. I clearly... I'm not a huge fan of Jason Campbell, as anyone who's on the show ever has heard. And I'm a little biased because I met with Thurman Thomas this afternoon, who sold me pretty hard on the Bills. Um, you name dropper, you. I am just such a name dropper. <laughs> but he have he you met with any other Bills... former NFL players lately? <laughs> Brian Mitchell, <laughs> who has a message for you, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Um, but. I I think that Buffalo surprised everybody this week, probably including themselves, with how much they dominated the Chiefs. And I'm not a huge believer in what the Raiders are bringing to the table offensively or defensively, so I think Buffalo may edge them out this week. I feel crazy saying it, but I think it's possible. No, Fantasy-wise, they're... Well, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. We saw that this week. There was a lot of uh, crazy uh, outcomes in the game. I don't think that would be so crazy, though. I agree with you. It's going to be a close game. We just 
I think it'll be close. Toronto, I, 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 Buffalo's at home, so I think that they have a little bit. Who do you like on Oakland? Fantasy-wise, you. I think Jason Campbell uh, is more a two-quarterback league start for me or a very borderline if you had – you know, no choice at cornerback. I, yeah, if your two I, quarterbacks I last week were Kerry Collins and uh, and um, Sam Bradford, maybe. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I think you can start Darren McFadden. I still like Michael Bush as a potential flex option. Uh, Receiver-wise, I like Jacoby Ford. I'm not really sold on anybody else. Not Darius yet. Bay. I just, no. It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot for me to be okay with it. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I just, I'm not sold on their tight ends. I'm not sold on most of the receivers yet. So I think there are better options elsewhere. What do you think about Buffalo? For Buffalo, I like Fred Jackson a lot, the running back, and I like wide receiver um, Steve Jackson a lot. So I don't think I'm going out on a limb there. I'm neutral about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jackson, Jackson, I, pardon? <laughs> No, Jackson and Jackson, ahead. yes. The Jackson too. So <laughs> so quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, in spite of the numbers he hung up in that preseason game against the Chiefs last week, I'm neutral on him this week. I'm neutral on running back CJ Spiller. Tight end Scott Chandler again. That's one game. Show me, do it again, and maybe I'll believe you right now. I believe in you right now, I don't. The defense, I could take or leave, and same thing with kicker Ryan Lindell. I'm not going to start wide receivers David Nelson, Roscoe Parrish, Brad Smith, or Donald Jones, and that's pretty much how I feel about Buffalo. All right. I think that's fair. And I so, think we're uh, ready to move on. <laughs> yes. So we're we're already behind schedule, thanks to me. But anyway, uh, Green Bay at Carolina this week, and – you can say what you want about Cam Newton. Of course, everybody was shocked about that, except maybe he and his family and a few people mm-hmm. on the Panthers uh, team. But I, I don't see any way that they're competitive with Green Bay in this game. I think they might score three touchdowns, but I think Green Bay scores four or five, and I'm going to go with Green Bay in this game, 34-21. Yeah, I think Green Bay wins very convincingly. I think that Carolina's going to get their first real test here. Let's see what Cam Newton can do against a a serious defense and the atmosphere of playing a Super Bowl champion. I uh, obviously really like Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Ryan Grant at running back is a good option. I think that you can get some value out of running backs behind him, but that's really going to be if you're in a deep league. Uh, Tight end your Michael Finley, wide receiver Donald Driver, uh, Randall Cobb. (laughs) <laughs> the rookie Randall Cobb ended up scoring the first touchdown of the season, and I think he could be an interesting flex option. Aaron Rodgers seems to look for him quite a bit. Might be nice. Greg Jennings, I think you can go ahead and start and be all right there. Jordy Nelson's going to be more of a flex player to me. I just, it's hard to say. They're starting to become more like the Saints in that they have a lot of options and a lot of guys to target, so it's going to be harder to pick, at least for the first couple weeks. Who's going to have the most value, I think? So who would you start between Cobb and, and Jordy Nelson, then, if you you know had them both and could start one of them? Which I one would, would I would like start better? Randall Cobb. I'd go with Cobb, I, would I think. I'd go with Nelson. I'm, I'm not sold on Cobb yet. He had, what, two targets last week and two receptions. I mean, he looked great in that that uh, mm-hmm. that one kickoff return. I've never seen anything like that. You know, the thing where Kuhn it was nice. basically 
you know, picked him up and kept him from falling and then shoved him in the direction of the end zone. <laughs> that was, he got that there. was fun to watch. And he did get there, but, uh, yeah, that was one of the stranger kickoff returns for a touchdown. Well, and, and the fact that he's got some speed, he's getting some targets, you know, he's going to be on special teams. You can get uh, different kinds of points from him, and I, I don't want you to go start him as your number one wide receiver, but as a flex player or – your second or third wide receiver, I think I I think I might go with him. He's an interesting pick off the waiver wire. If you're looking for guys to maybe fill every or Danny Amendola's hole that left in your lineup, Randall Cobb could be an interesting option. I think he's going to be available in most leagues right now. You're you're right. He he would be available this week. I just think I'd rather go with somebody like Brandon Gibson or Mohamed Masakwan that you know, might not have had as flashy a beginning last week, but that I just I'm a little more sold on them because I think they're potentially number one options for their team versus, you know, Cobb. I, I just don't see how he gets more catches. That you know, to me, he's like their fifth option. I, I still think James Jones, Nelson, Driver, Jennings. Um, well, to me, uh, he's he'd be a flex option on a team or a bi week wide receiver. I'm I'm not saying like sell the farm for him, but I I like him right. for the flexibility. Okay. And if you're in a league that counts return yards, then kind of like Ted Ginn, who we'll talk about later, you know, I would mm-hmm. say they're worth starting in a league if you count return yards, but not yeah. if, if you have to use them as a, play, as a pure wide receiver play then. So, anyway, anything else on Green Bay? No, I just... Uh, defense we're, kickers? We're pretty well done. We're done there? Um, I, right. I'm, I would start the defense. I'd start the kicker. I think they're going to score a lot of points. All right. So for Carolina, I'm I'm believing in Steve Smith again. The, that game showed me that he's still got it. So I would start him and I would start Greg Olson. I'm neutral on Cam Newton. I think he's going to throw for a lot of yards again. I think he could throw for over 300 yards, but I don't think he's going to have any running game to speak of. And I think Green Bay is going to be blitzing him a lot. And I think that he could have one of those games where he throws it 45 or 50 times and you know, completes 25 or 30 passes, but I just don't think that's going to get it done. And he'll probably have a few interceptions and all in there, maybe a fumble or two. And I, I just, I'm not sold on him yet. If he does it again this week, then I'll shut up about him, but I'm I'm not sold yet on him. So I'm neutral well, on him. I, I'm neutral. I, hated on, I hated on Steve Smith pretty hard last week, and I was 100% wrong about it. So I can I can admit that, and I, I think it's a good idea to listen to you and start Steve Smith. <laughs> Okay, well, with Cam Newton, I'm not hating on him. I'm just... Oh, no, I hated on him hard. I didn't want any part of him last week. (laughs) No, and that was against a a pretty bad... I just just don't think he can be accurate enough, but we'll see if he... You know, Mark Sanchez, I have the same concern, but uh, we'll see. If he's a 60 65% passer, then, yeah, he can be a star in the league from his rookie year, but I just don't see it yet. So, anyway, if he does it again this week, then maybe I'll, I'll be I'll hop on the bandwagon, but not yet. I would, I'm would. i also neutral on wide receivers, Brandon LaFell and Legadu Nane. I'm not buying them quite yet. Mm-hmm. Kicker Lindo Mare, I think, is a iffy start this week. And I'm sitting D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. I don't think they're going to be able to run on Green Bay at all, and I think they're going to have to pass, and I don't think either one of those two are going to be, either of those two are going to be particularly involved in the passing game. I'm also not going to start tight end Jeremy Shockey, and I'm staying away from Carolina's defense as well. I agree. (laughs) All right, moving right, oh, no. Uh, Okay, moving right along. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) All right, this week, 
the the third game on our schedule is Cleveland at Indian. No, it's not. It, oh it's no, Kansas City. <laughs> it's Kansas City at Detroit. I can't get out of this. I picked Kansas City to blow out Buffalo last week, and that didn't quite happen. So, Kansas City at Detroit. Much as I think that's going to serve as a wake-up call for Kansas City, what happened last week, I still think that at this point I, I think there's a little bit of tor- turmoil on that team, and I'm going to pick uh, Detroit to win a close game, 28-27 at home. I think Detroit wins. I'm not – I just – I don't know what to make of the Chiefs right now. I'm. They really look like a mess. And you can make I'm, a hat. You can make a boat. You can make all sorts of things out of them. <laughs> Well, they've got good pieces. It's just they didn't seem like they knew how to function together. And I don't know if that's a fluke, if it's just a product of having the shortened preseason. And I, I know you want to say it's a fluke, but I'm not ready to. Well, do you um, think Pittsburgh I, was a fluke last week, or do you think they're that bad? I don't know. I don't know. I'm concerned. That was a fluke I'm concerned too. about Pittsburgh, them. No, there's no reason to be concerned about Pittsburgh. I, and there's. I'm There's more reason well, we'll to be get concerned there. about Kansas City. We'll get City. there. I'm concerned right. about the Chiefs. I think if they lose this week, Todd Haley's job may be in jeopardy. But oh, I no. think, oh yes, Please. oh I'm going there. Please, no. Fantasy wise, uh, I think no Detroit's got a coach after two games. I'm not saying he's going to get fired after two games, but I think his seat's going to get real hot, and he's going to have a really short leash. You made the playoffs season. <laughs> But seriously, Matt Castle needs to really step up. This is a tougher defense in Detroit that they're going to see. I know Buffalo put up a a beatdown, but this Detroit defense is no joke. I think Matt Castle is – I think he's still startable in a one-quarterback format, but it's going to be the lower end of the spectrum. Uh, I would would. still – I'd still start Jamal Charles, but I may not be looking to start – Thomas Jones or Dexter McCluster is a flex. Steve Breston didn't impress me too much, but I think he's still startable. I just I wouldn't start any of the other receivers. I'm not starting any of the tight ends. I don't think I want to start their defense or their kicker either. All right, um, I'll stick to my assigned task here instead of of rebutting the Kansas City analysis. But uh, for Detroit, I'm starting Matthew Stafford. I would start job at best. I would start Calvin Johnson, although, as Jana mentioned, he's questionable with that ankle, although he certainly didn't show any ill effects of that on Sunday. I would start tight end Brandon Pettigrew, and I'd start the kicker Jason Hansen. I'm neutral on wide receiver Nate Burleson and the, the Lions' defense. And I would sit uh, running backs Jerome Harrison and Maurice Morris. Not that you were going to start them anyway, but just in case you're playing in a 32-team league, league uh, you, you don't want to start those guys. I think that's good advice, though, maybe thinking hard about starting the Detroit defense because Kansas City's not going to be as bad as they were last week. They may not win this game, but they're going to show up more. And Detroit, while they have a good defense, they are seeing what could be a good offense when they function. So I think that there are probably better defensive matchups. I agree with you there. So this game will be interesting, too, the the next one, the Cleveland and Indianapolis. And I think Indianapolis is going to get a wake-up call, too. I think Kerry Collins is enough of a veteran that with another week under his belt to practice with the guys and get some of his timing down, I think they're going to put on a much better showing. And I'm actually going to pick them to win this game 27-21. I think that Cleveland 
I just I don't know if they're ready to beat the Colts with the you know the mystique of the Colts, not necessarily this team, but I think it can still make them a little nervous seeing the name on the schedule. Kerry Collins has to has to look a lot better than he did last week. I mean that was it was rough. Uh, I think this will be a pretty close game. I would like to think Indy wins this. They're at home, but I think it could go either way. I'm I'm concerned. I'm nervous about it. Um, I, I do like Colt. Luck. <laughs> I do like Colt McCoy. Uh, again, for me, he's kind of borderline one quarterback, two quarterback league. Uh, you got to be in a deep league to have him as your only quarterback. I would think. Uh, I think Peyton Hillis is a a good start this week. The Colts defense wasn't exactly on their game last week. We're not really sure what we're going to get from them this week. Um, tight ends, I, I'm not really excited about any of them. Wide receivers, Massaqua, Rubisky, Greg Little. Greg Little was, he showed up more, you were right on that one, than I thought he would. Um, I just, for me, it's kind of a crapshoot on who to start out of that wide receiver core. I do like Greg Little, but Massaqua is, I could go either way on. I just, I, I don't know. I like him I most, I think. Massaqua, I, I think, think he's one that has the potential out of that group, but we'll see. For me, I like Massaqua and I like Little out of the bunch, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I would say, I know some people are going to be tempted to start the, the Cleveland defense just because of how bad Indy was last week, but I don't necessarily think that's the way to go. I wouldn't start the uh, Cleveland kicker either. Indy can't be that bad again. The same way the Chiefs can't be that bad again. It's just it just can't happen. <laughs> I agree with you a hundred percent. Too much and talent. For Indianapolis, I would start Reggie Wayne, I'd start Austin Collie, and I'd start Pierre Garcon. Tight end Ooh. Dallas Clark, start him. What? I that's a lot of wide receivers. I I would start all of them. I, I think I he's believe gonna you. be much then Kerry Collins, but I'm not starting Kerry Collins though, which is kind of the odd thing. And I would start tight end Dallas Clark. I would start the Indy defense. I'd start kicking kicker Adam Vinatieri. I'm neutral about Kerry Collins. I, I think he'll be a lot better than he was last week, but still not someone you would start if you're starting one quarterback. I'm neutral on running backs Joseph Adai and Delon Carter. I think eventually Carter is going to win that job outright, but not yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to start Donald Brown or Jacob Tammy. Not that you're starting either of them, but again, if you're in a deep league, stay away from both of them. I, this week two's got to be redemption for a lot of teams, Indy and KC yes. No team is going to go 16-0, and 0 and no team is going to go 0-16. Well Trust me <laughs> on that. So, Tampa Bay at Minnesota is the next game up. Here's another game where you, know, you had two teams that were hoping for better things last week. I think Tampa, I picked Tampa, you um, I don't think did. But um, anyway, I, I think that Minnesota is going to give a lot better showing of themselves this week. I think Donovan McNabb is going to have more than 36 yards passing or 38 yards passing or whatever that atrocious thing was there. Yeah. But I like them to bounce back. As he said, he could do that in one drive, and he's he's right about that. So I'll go with Minnesota to bounce back, and I'll pick them to win their home opener 27-24. Yeah, it, I like both of these teams as as kind of up-and-coming, if you will, that I don't necessarily think they're elite, but I think they're better than average teams. 
Donovan McNabb is better than last week showed, but they also have a good defense and a really good run game, and he doesn't have to throw for 500 yards, and he can't. It's not possible. (laughs) But I think Minnesota will win this game. Tampa Bay will put up a fight, though. I think it's close. I don't think it's a a very high-scoring affair, but we'll see. Fantasy-wise, Josh Freeman at quarterback, I like him. The Minnesota defense is a little scary, though. For me, he's more of a second quarterback option, or a deep league first. I just Minnesota's defense I think will give him some fits. Running back situation, LeGarrett Blunt. For me he's a maybe. I would start him that was not weird as your last first week. It was. Just, a lot of people mm. really liked him going into the season. I know it's only one game and one game does not a season make, but that was still no, pretty disappointing. Yeah, at the same time you kinda have to set your fantasy lineup based on what you've seen in in part. And LeGarrette Blunt was almost nowhere to be found. He <laughs> um, didn't get upset about it after the game. That's true. Tight end-wise, I'm not super excited about Kellen Winslow. <laughs> I think he's an interesting option, but I would hope that you've got some other choices as well. Uh, wide receiver-wise, obviously Mike Williams I would start. Um, beyond that, Aurelius Ben for me, was more of a, a maybe flex option. And I'm not starting their defense. I'm not starting their kicker. I think Minnesota's defense is going to give their offense problems, especially with if LeGarrette Bunt plays like he did last week. I agree with you there. And mm-hmm. for Minnesota, I'm going to start Adrian Peterson, and I would start wide receiver Percy Harvin. McNabb, for me, is more of a neutral guy. He's more someone maybe in a in a deep league, in a, a 12-team league. Maybe he's a second quarterback this week. but. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not a first. I'm also still on the fence about uh, Vasante Shanko. I, I just don't know what's going to happen with him and Kyle Rudolph here, so I yeah. would uh, stay away from him. I'm sitting running back uh, Toby Gerhardt. I would sit wide receivers Michael Jenkins, who's probable with a groin injury. I don't buy what he did last week. I'm not. Also, I'm also sitting uh, Bernard Berrien and Greg Camarillo and sitting tight end mm-hmm. Kyle Rudolph. All right, let's keep rolling. All right, Chicago at New Orleans. This should be an interesting game. This should be very interesting. Yeah, I, you know, obviously the the sad news about Brian Urlacher's mother and, you know, hopefully their family can get through that. But I just, even if everything were 100% with them, I I don't see that they can stay with New Orleans. You know, New Orleans is a little banged up, especially a wide receiver, but I think they win this game by at least 10 points. So I'll go New Orleans 34, Chicago 24. Uh, I think New Orleans wins. I'm not really sure. I think that it'll – I agree with you. I think the scoring will be up a little more than people think. Uh, obviously, New Orleans kind of got themselves into a little bit of a shootout against Green Bay, and their defense was uh, less than stellar early on for sure. The Bears kind of surprised me, I think. But <laughs> I guess me you got to go ahead and – I you got to start Jay Cutler after after that you kind of have to. I agree. Um, I think you start Matt Forte. Uh, I know the the New Orleans. Yeah, I know the New Orleans defense is should be tougher than they are, but they let a lot of things come through last week, and I'm banking on that happening again. If you have Chicago players, um, tight end wise, I don't think I want to start either of them. Wide receiver wise. I'm never really sure what to make of their wide receivers. I like Johnny Knox. Uh, 
Roy Williams I'm kind of ambivalent about as a Cowboys fan. But Devin Hester, for me, always comes down to more of a flex option than somebody I want to for sure start in a wide receiver slot. And beyond that, the Earl Bennett's and, and Sands of Ockers and Sam Hurd's of the world, I think you really – I just I don't know if it, it's going to be that valuable to you to have any of them on your starting lineup. No, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. So for New Orleans – Oh, you didn't get done talking oh, about... Oh, sorry. Kickers and defenses. No, I, um, I I'm, I'm thinking about not starting the kicker or the defense here. I think New Orleans will put up some points on them for sure. So for New Orleans, I'm going to start quarterback Drew Brees. I would start uh, both Robert Meacham and Devery Henderson this week. I like them a lot, especially with... Um, with um, Colston out and more questionable with a groin injury. I definitely start tight end Jimmy Graham. I start kicker John Casey. I'm neutral about Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas, the running backs, for two reasons. Number one, I think New Orleans is going to throw the ball most of the game. Number two, between the two of them, I'm not sure how they're going to divvy up the carries yet. And I'm also neutral about their defense. I'm going to sit there in Sproles. I'm not buying him being an integral part of that offense yet. And I'm also sitting Lance Moore, who, as I mentioned, is questionable with a groin injury. Right. Um, I guess I guess we're pretty well done. Moving on. Oh, your defense. You got any, any feelings on that? Oh, I, I thought I had mentioned oh. that I was neutral on their Sorry. defense. If I skip that, oh, I apologize. Right, right. So. All right, so moving back, moving along then, we've got – Jacksonville at the at the charmed New York Jets, and I think yes, maybe Mark Sanchez is leading a charmed existence right now, but I don't we think they're going to need any. <laughs> right, I don't think that they're going to need any charm or luck to beat Jacksonville this Sunday. I think New York wins this game by at least a touchdown. I'll go New York twenty-seven, Jacksonville seventeen. Yeah, I don't think the Jets' offense is is very good. Um, I I might be a little bitter about it, but <laughs> I just Jacksonville just does not have enough to get past this defense. There's no way. I'm sorry, Luke McCowan, it's not going to be your week. I don't think that he's really worth a start unless you're really in some deep multi-quarterback league. Just I I don't think it's going to be worth it. Running back wise, Maurice Jones Drew. Brought a little bit more to the table than I thought he would. I think that offensively, more of their yards are going to have to come from the run, but that doesn't mean that there's going to be a ton of them. So if you're starting Maurice Jones-Drew, you need to make sure that the other running backs on your team are in better situations that are going to give you some more points. Tight end-wise, I like starting Mercedes Lewis just because I think McCowan's got to throw to him more than most of the other receivers that he's got going. Thomas, I think, is a potential start, but beyond that, not really excited about anybody. I don't think you need to start their kicker or their defense because they're not going to be doing too, too much, and I think they're going to give up some points. So for the Jets, I'm going to start running back Sean Green, wide receiver Santonio Holmes, who's probable with a knee injury. I'm starting tight end Dustin Keller. I'm starting the Jets' defense and kicker Nick Folk. I'm neutral about quarterback Mark Sanchez, running back LaDainian Tomlinson, and wide receivers Derek Mason and Plexico Burris. Mason is probable with a knee injury, and Burris is probable with an ankle injury. So that's how I see the Jets, and I don't think there's anybody that you need to sit on the Jets this week. 
No, I would have to agree. I don't think Jacksonville is all that intimidating. No. Now, speaking of intimidating and bouncing back and all that good stuff, we've got our next game is Seattle at Pittsburgh. Obviously, neither of these teams looked very good last week. No. You know, Seattle hung in there for a while, but you know, San Francisco isn't all that impressive except for their special teams. And then you've got Pittsburgh. That I, I don't know where they laid that egg from, but for them, fortunately, it's okay. September and not December, so they have some time to get their act together. I think Pittsburgh bounces back with a vengeance this week, and I'll pick them to win this game 31-10. to 10. I can agree with that. Seattle, I think, is is very much not going to be a factor in this game. Pittsburgh, I'm concerned about what I saw last week, but I don't think it's something to be concerned against the Seahawks about. I think they will bounce back. I'm just a little concerned about how they fare against better teams as the season goes on. Uh, Fantasy-wise for the Seahawks, keep in mind, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and while they did give up some points last week, I don't think that's going to be happening this week. I don't think you need to be starting Tavares Jackson. I don't think you need to be starting Marshawn Lynch or any of the other running backs, Forsett or Leon Washington. Tight end, Zach Miller? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Wide receiver-wise, you've kind of got uh, almost an island of misfit toys, it feels like, with the Seattle Mike Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't think they're going to be able to get enough going in any way to have any fantasy value against the Steelers' defense. And I would really handle any Seattle player you're thinking of starting, be it offense, kicker, or defense, with supreme care. And I hope the rest of your team is super stacked if you're starting somebody from Seattle this week because I think it's going to be a slaughter. Yeah. For Pittsburgh, <laughs> I think that Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, bounces back in a big way. I would start him. I'd start Richard Mendenhall, running back. I'd start the wide receivers, Mike Wallace and Heinz Ward. Start tight end Heath Miller. Start the Steelers' defense and start kicker Sean Sweeson. I'm neutral about wide receivers Antoine Brown and Emmanuel Sanders. I think one of them will emerge as being start-worthy as the season goes on, but I'm not sure which one yet. And the only guy I'm not starting or even neutral about, the only guy I would definitely sit on Pittsburgh is wide receiver Jericho Cotri, who at this point might be their fifth wide receiver, and he's questionable with a hamstring injury too. I kind of like Emmanuel Sanders. I would like to see him show us something, but I... I I don't know. There's something about him I like. Well, we'll see as the season goes along whether you're proven to be correct. So moving right along then and staying with the um, AFC North uh, dominating teams, we've got Baltimore traveling down to Tennessee this week. I think Baltimore looked great last week. Well, I don't think. I know that. And I think they're going to keep it up this week, and I'll go with Baltimore to win this game handily, 31-14. I was very impressed with Baltimore. I think think they win this big. I just I think they could keep rolling for a while here. I like a lot of things that they're doing for your fantasy team. Joe Flacco, I think you can start as your only quarterback. You can start Ray Rice. Um, I'm okay with starting Anquan Bolden at wide receiver. He had a huge game last week. Um, tight ends, I'm a little iffy on. I just I don't really have a feel for any of them yet. And wide receivers, past Bolden, Smith, Evans, I just 
I think Bolden's going to be getting more of the targets. You get Ray Rice is getting targets out of the backfield, and so it becomes difficult to find a wide receiver, too, out of this bunch. Um, I would start their defense and their kicker, though, because they're going to be putting points up all day, I think. I like Dixon there, the tight end. We'll, we'll see whether he can keep going what he started last week or not. I think he had five receptions, including the touchdown, but uh, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with him. So now for Tennessee, Jenna, how long have we been doing the show now? This is our second season and probably like our 30th, no, more this than 30th. This is our 11th episode of the second season already, so we've been around for a little while. Right, so this is probably at least our 30th show, I would think. I think this is the first time that I'm ever going to say there's nobody on a team that's worth starting this weekend. Whoa. I'm going to say that Whoa. about Tennessee this week. <laughs> if you have any Tennessee player on your roster, just keep right on moving and keep moving along, and there's nothing to see there. I have Kenny Britt, I, he looked great last week, but I'm not buying it. Against the Pittsburgh defense, same thing with Nate Washington. I'm sitting quarterback Matt Hasselbeck. I'm sitting Chris Johnson and Javon Ringer. I'm sitting tight end Javon Cook. I'm sitting the defense and sitting kicker Rob Baronis. The the only one there that might be a little bit controversial is Chris Johnson, but I think he showed last week that he's not an automatic start. If you you have him running against a – and Jacksonville isn't even all that impressive, and they bottled him up. No. So I, I just I think, I think you're how right. he's going to get it done against Baltimore. I think if you're sitting there and thinking, Scott, you're crazy, think about how the beatdown that Baltimore laid on Pittsburgh last week and then really think, do I want to see this happen again? <laughs> do you want your fantasy team to suffer at that again? No, you don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he'll be startable the majority of his games, but you know this isn't it's one of them. No. Last week, I, I still don't understand that against Jacksonville, but this week, yeah, I definitely could see him having problems. So if he runs for 300 yards this week, you, you forget that you ever heard this. So <laughs> anyway, um, shall we move on to Arizona and Washington? Yes. All right, this this will be an interesting game too. Two games, two teams that look pretty good against less than stellar competition last week. But I think I, I don't want to hear any more of this nonsense about West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast. I think at least for one week Arizona will put that talk to bed, and I'd like them to win this game, twenty-eight twenty. I I agree. Rex Grossman can tell us all he wants; he's going to win his division. But let's see him do it for more than one week. Against Arizona, who is a better team, I think, overall than the Giants looked last week. And I'm not saying the Giants are a terrible team. They just didn't look great last week. Um, I think there's some definite fantasy options here. I'm not super impressed with Washington. I would like to see them do it for a few weeks before I'm going to get excited about what they're doing there. For Arizona, though, I like Kevin Cobb. I think you can start him. I like Beanie Wells. I like... Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald, a wide receiver. Andre Roberts. Uh, I like Todd Heap at tight end. I know not everybody's sold on that just yet. Early Doucette's an interesting flex option. Yeah, he What? He had some week last week, didn't he? That that surprised me. (laughs) I don't know if he can keep it up, but I think it's it's worth riding the wave for as long as you can. (laughs) 
yeah, we we should talk about that or have a blog post about that. The whole idea of you know when people get off to a, I, I think I'll write about that this weekend for the Huffington Post thing. But you know the the idea of if somebody gets off to a really fast start or a really slow start, should you give up on them or 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 not right away or should you grab them right away? And I tend to think that I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but I tend to think <laughs> that. If somebody gets off to a hot start, you got to shoot and ask questions, shoot first and ask questions later when it comes to fantasy football. But if somebody gets off to a slow start, you know, you certainly don't want to be dumping Chris Johnson if he has another no. uh, game this week. But anyway, back to back to the task at hand here. Yeah, I, I think that early Doucette's numbers will come back to earth a little bit, but I think that it's still worth a spot on your roster. Still Kicker early. Ah, look at what you did there. <laughs> Kicker and defense-wise, I I think maybe I start the defense, but it really depends on what options you have because Washington did put up some numbers last week. I don't necessarily believe they can do it at quite the same pace, but they have the, the potential there. Kicker-wise, I'm a little ambivalent on I just... I don't know. There might be better options out there that are going to give you more chances for uh, success, I think. So for Washington, I think Tim Hightower is going to have another decent game this week. So I start him. I start wide receiver Santana Moss. I actually think Fred Davis is a much better fantasy play right now than Chris Cooley. They're going with a lot of two tight end sets. Davis is not such a great blocker, supposedly, and so maybe they, yeah, I think they use Cooley more for the blocking and Davis more for the receiving end of things then. But I'll start Davis and I'll start kicker Graham Gano. I'm neutral about Rex Grossman. I don't think he's going to do anything, you know, spectacular this week. Jabbar Gaffney and Anthony Armstrong, I like them, but I just don't think they're going to be the first uh, choices on offense. And tight end Chris Cooley, he's probable with a knee injury, which makes it sound like he's getting better, but I'm not buying it. I still think Fred Davis is ultimately going to wind up as their leading tight end receiver this year. And I'm also neutral on their defense, and I'm sitting Roy Halu and Ryan Terrain, running backs. All right. I can get behind that. All right, moving Move right on. along here, Dallas Sunday at late San Francisco, game. the Sunday late games. And I think your Cowboys are going to bounce back this week, and I see them winning this game 30-21. to 21. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I mean, I was telling you before the show, Cowboys are always going to break your heart. Cowboys fans are not surprised by fumbles, by interceptions, and, you know, losing the game when they already have it won. I think San Francisco is good, but I think Dallas is a little better, and I think even though they are in San Fran, they can still hopefully pull a win out of this one. I'm still going to start Tony Romo. Uh, I know his numbers in the fourth quarter weren't great, but he did have a really nice first three quarters of the game, and he's a good fantasy option. I really like Des Bryant. Hopefully he can stay hydrated and, and be a factor all four quarters. Miles Miles Austin, I think, is a definite start as well as tight end Jason Witten. I like Felix Jones at running back, but you also saw last week Shard Choice and DeMarco Murray are going to get a few carries here and there. And if somebody gets hot, there's always that chance that they're going to see more time and cut into Jones, but I think he's still their number one and worth a start. Defense and kicker. Um, Their defense, I think I would go ahead and start this week just because matchup-wise they're probably a top-12 defense this week. Kicker-wise, David Bueller, I'm concerned about 
and I would hope that you maybe have some other options, but in a pinch, I think you can start him. I thought they were starting, oh, what's his name, Brad? Uh, they're kind of, they're using one as a long-range specialist and one as a short-range specialist. I believe yeah, Bueller, I Bueller is was the, the long-range guy. So I, I yeah, like him I better of the two. I just, I don't particularly like either of them that much. I think if you had to pick yeah. one, I'd go with Bueller, but that's just my opinion. All right. San Francisco, I like running back Frank Gore. I like wide receiver Braylon Edwards, and I like tight end Vernon Davis this week. Start those guys. I'm neutral on quarterback Alex Smith, wide receiver Josh Morgan, and kicker David Akers. And I would sit running backs Kendall Hunter and Anthony Dixon, not that they did anything last week. Sit wide receiver Michael Crabtree in his one reception for four yards. And also sit Ted Ginn, and unless you're in a league where you count return yards as part of uh, a player's uh, fantasy points, then. And I'm also sitting the the 49ers defense because I think the Cowboys are going to throw up. Excuse me, the Cowboys are going to put up 30 <laughs> points. Gee, thanks. <laughs> so anyway, I'll clean up here while you, uh, while we oh, get um, going on to the next game. So Cincinnati at. Denver, and I, I thought I'm surprised by both of these teams last week. I thought they were both going to get blown out, and they both ended up giving respectable showings. Cincinnati even winning this week. I think Denver will actually get on the on the win, winning side of things, and I'll go with them to win this game, 27-24. I agree. It will be very close. I'm not entirely sure who I think comes out on top. I think Denver should, but. I don't know. I was a little bit concerned. <laughs> they are at home, which I guess could give them some edge, although if people can start chanting, we want Tebow early in the game, I don't know what Kyle Orton's going to do. <laughs> well, it calls into uh, question more the fans than it does Kyle Orton. But... Yeah, well, I just think he's a little frustrated, and I don't blame him. Um, for the Bengals, Andy Dalton, I like as a second quarterback option. I think that he played a lot better than I expected him to last week, and I know he's got a, a little banged up wrist, but if he says he can play through it, I like that a rookie's tough enough and, and wanting to do that, and I, I'm going to take a, a risk on him. I think starting running back Cedric Benson's all right. Wide receiver A.J. Green, I I might start him this week. I like tight end Jermaine Gresham as well. I'm not super high on the Denver defense, uh, so I'm I'm taking a chance on starting some of these Bengals players because I think they will still put some points up. It's not going to be a huge amount, but I think I agree with you that it'll be around 21 points. Um, kicker and defense, I don't know if I want to start the Bengals defense. Um, Mike Nugent, the kicker, I'm kind of ambivalent about. So for Denver, I'm going to start quarterback Kyle Orton, wide receivers Eric Decker and Eddie Royal. I think are going to step up this week, so you know, I think they're both worth starting. Tight end Daniel Fells was somewhat of a surprise last week. I think he's also mm-hmm. a marginal start this week, and I'm also starting kicker Matt Prater. Neutral about no Sean Moreno. I don't know how bad his hamstring injury is. He's listed as questionable. And Willis McGahee, if if Moreno can't play, then I think McGahee's worth starting. But since I don't know yeah. 
right now that I'm going to pass on both of them for the purposes of this show. And wide receiver Brandon Lloyd, I'm also neutral on him. He's questionable with a groin injury, and I think, like I said, Decker and Royal are both better options than Lloyd is this week. I'm also neutral on the defense. I think you can start them if you have to, but hopefully you have better options. And I'm sitting Demarius Thomas, who's questionable with his finger injury. All right. Sounds good. Moving right along then, we've got Houston at Miami. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, Miami's defense obviously didn't look so good against Tom Brady, but then again, most people... Not a lot of defenses defense do. Don't. Right. Houston, yeah. that was an impressive performance, but again, consider that that was Kerry Collins quarterbacking the Colts and not Peyton Manning. So I think they'll get more of a test this week. I think Miami is going to pull this one out. I'll go Miami 31, Houston 28, and I do not think Arian Foster is going to be a big factor in this game if I he plays. Um, I I'm very excited that you picked Miami. I don't know if I, I I'm I think it could go either way, but I think Houston may have a little bit of an edge. But you're right, without Arian Foster they lose a little bit of their luster. And Miami really is not as bad as Tom Brady made them look the other night. They really aren't. I would still start Matt Schaub I think I like Ben Tate as a running back option better than Derek Ward. Um, I just I don't think Arian Foster, even if he plays, is going to be able to do that much. We all saw the X-ray of his hamstring; <laughs> it wasn't pretty. I would absolutely still start wide receiver Andre Johnson. I like Jacoby Jones as well, um, but tight end Owen, Owen Daniels. I just I'm not sold on him yet. So defense, I think I. I'm on the fence about I think Miami can put some points up. I really do like what they have on offense, but I think a lot of people are just going to remember the beatdown that (laughs) the Texans put on Indy, and regardless of whether or not I say to start them, they still will. Uh, Kicker, Neil Rackers, I may still start because I think the Texans are still going to put points up, and I like Neil Rackers as a kicker. By the way, what's up with Teddy Bruschi just ripping all these players? I mean, first it was Arian Foster. Lately, right? just, yeah, he's been pretty – you must have woke him up on the wrong side of the bed. I hope everything is okay on the <laughs> He's been really angry on the ESPN lately. He does. He does. Anyway, for Miami, I'm going to start quarterback Chad Henney. He showed me something this week. Running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Brandon Marshall, tight end Anthony Fasano, and kicker uh, Dan Carpenter. Neutral about Daniel Thomas, but he's a really interesting play. He's probable with his hamstring injury. I think he could actually take quite a few of Reggie Bush's carries away. Um, I think last week they they saw that you know they can't rely on Reggie Bush to carry a, a workhorse load, especially you know running the ball. So I think Daniel Thomas is going to get in the you know, action sooner rather than later. I'm also neutral on wide receivers Devon Best and Brian Hartline because I just don't know which of them is going to get more targets and I would sit Miami's defense just because I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think if I had to pick between Bess and Hartline, I'd go Hartline just from the preseason, but I think you're right that it's kind of a toss-up between them. By the end of the season, he's going to be known as Brian Flatline. Ooh, that's that's me. <laughs> right. That's what we're here for, right? We don't mean uh, anything yeah. on this show, but that doesn't stop us from making fun or making bad jokes where appropriate or where <laughs> inappropriate. So now, San Diego at New England, we're uh, winding down here. So I'm going to go, I'll skip the analysis, and I'll just say I think that New England wins this game 35-31. to 31. I agree it's going to be close. I think that New England probably edges it out, but uh, 
we'll see how San Diego looks with a new kicker this week. <laughs> I think so who do you like for San Diego? I like Philip Rivers. I like Malcolm Floyd and Vincent Jackson. Uh, Antonio Gates, I like a tight end. The running back situation to me, I'm not sold on. Mike Tolbert obviously is going to be the popular pick after this week, but I still think they want to believe in Ryan Matthews. I would avoid the defense and kicker this week, though. It's Tom Brady they're facing. Right. And speaking of Tom Brady, you definitely start him. I'm going to give running back Ben Jarvis Greenell as a pass on last week and say that he's still worth starting. I start wide receivers Wes Welker and Deion Branch, who I think a lot of people forgot about in all the Ocho Cinco hoopla. I start tight end Rob Gronkowski, and I start kicker Steven Goskowski, and just make sure you don't miss the two, mix the two of them up and start uh, <laughs> them at the wrong positions. I'm neutral on running back Danny Woodhead, not sold on him yet. Wide receiver Chad Ochocinco, show me first. And tight end Aaron Hernandez. If he were on any team except New England, I think I would like him a lot more. But you know, just the way he's in that job share with Gronkowski, I don't think he's worth starting. And I'm sitting Julian Edelman, wide receiver, and I'm not also, I'm also uh, keeping New England's uh, defense on the bench this week. All right, let's keep rolling. Sunday uh, night game should be a good one. Yeah, the uh, Michael Michael Vick returns bowl, as they (laughs) say, or maybe not. But anyway, I'll go with Atlanta to bounce back. They looked terrible this past week, but I think they're going to bounce back and win this game. I think they blitz Philadelphia a lot, and even though Philadelphia put up a lot of points, I think they showed that they are vulnerable to the blitz. I'll go Atlanta 30, Philadelphia 27. I think Philadelphia is going to squeak this one out. I think Atlanta puts up a fight. It's a high-scoring game because I think both quarterbacks come out strong. Neither offensive line looked particularly stellar, so that concerns me. I would still start Michael Vick. I'd start LaShawn McCoy. I'd start Deshaun Jackson. I would start Jeremy Avon, or Jason Avon, I'm sorry. Jeremy Macklin, they say they want to get more involved, but until I actually see him become more involved, I'm not ready to commit to starting him, especially not this week. I believing that about Brent Selleck last week, too, and I started him in a league and got goose eggs. You told me Brent Selleck was going to happen. I told you it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. Uh, it's all right. I was wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> I would say no to the defense. I think that Atlanta, they're not only going to put up three points this week. I would still start kicker Alex Henry, though. I think he's going to be kicking extra points and field goals. So for Atlanta, I'm starting quarterback Matt Ryan, running back Michael Turner, wide receivers Roddy White and Julio Jones. I'm starting tight end Tony Gonzalez and kicker Matt Bryant. I'm neutral on the defense. I'm leaving running backs Jason Snelling and Jacquez Rogers on the bench, and I'm also leaving wide receiver Harry Douglas and his uh, concussion on the bench. Concussions are a good thing to leave on the bench. Yes, hopefully he's not suffering from it still, but I, I still wouldn't play him. So our last game of the week is the Monday night game, St. Louis at the Giants. Here's another bounce-back game. I'm not convinced Sam Bradford plays all that well, uh, even if he does play, and even though he is facing the Giants' uh, decimated secondary. And I'll go with New York to win this game 27-24. I think that the Rams are winning this one. I think Sam Bradford will be all right even with that index finger injury. 
I still start Bradford. I'm obviously we're not starting Steven Jackson. I don't know if I want to start any of their running backs. I think it's going to be more by committee. Uh, wide receiver wise, it's kind of a toss up. I kind of like Alexander Gibson, Sims Walker. One of the three is going to get more of the the targets. I'm not sure which one it's going to be. You're going to have to take a risk there if you want to start one, but it's going to be high risk, high reward if you do. Tight ends, I just I don't particularly like any of them. <laughs> I I would start the St. Louis defense. I would start the kicker. I don't think the Giants are going to make much of a statement here. I like Kendricks. He I think he's going to be a decent fantasy contributor by the end of the season, but we'll see. And wide receiver-wise, I like Gibson, but we'll see if that comes to fruition. Sims Walker, I like him too, but I realize that they haven't shown anything yet. For New York, I'm going to start quarterback Eli Manning. He can't possibly be that bad two weeks in a row, can he? And I'll start wide uh, running back Ahmad Bradshaw. That was a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer that. (laughs) And um, running back Ahmad Bradshaw, I'll start him. I'll start Hakeem Nix if he and his questionable knee are able to play. I'm starting Mario Manningham, and I'm starting kicker Lawrence Tynes. Neutral on running back Brandon Jacobs, wide receiver Dominic Hickson, and the defense, and I'm sitting tight end Jake Ballard. I don't buy his production from last week. And we are already a little over time, so we're not going to be able to get to our three-up, three-down type of segment this week, but we will try to get in next week. You can feel free to hit us up on Twitter, email, Facebook. We'll give you all that information in just a second and ask us about them. We're happy to tell you. And you can find us here next week, Wednesday night, as always, from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us all week long on uh, email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number 4thninchesshow. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And be sure to read Scott's Football Musings at the Huffington Post. There's going to be a good article this week we touched on a little bit earlier. And you can feel free to find us Sunday mornings uh, about all your questions about who to start, who to sit, find out last-minute injury news there as well. And we will see you here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, everybody.